Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 308, Charleston number one podcast recording in the basement. Back again on Zoom, two weeks in a row, getting back into the groove of things. Jeeves, man, how you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, like I was telling you at the top of the podcast, it was a little slow today because of the rain. Uh, hopefully the rest of the work week is slow because we're getting some more rain and construction people can't work in the rain because can't push mud around. That's what I say. <laughs> but uh, if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Duvall, back in action. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I can't complain. Uh, thanks again for having having me. Uh, happy Tuesday to everyone. Uh, as, as you know, man, I was telling you all, like, you know, work is definitely working me. So, uh, you know, it's always good to kind of just unwind and kind of chalk, chalk it up and talk with you guys. So if you're looking for me, just Duvall, Instagram, Rod vs. Duvall on Twitter. All right, and he's been in a live podcast months and months ago. Finally got him on the Zoom pod. Logan, how you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be back. I think it's been it's been some months. Yeah, <laughs> it might, might even be a year. I might have been. I can't remember. Yeah, but, I, could, I didn't get a chance to look it up which was the last one. Actually, it might have been last year's like end of year last podcast fall or last last winter. Yeah. Either way, uh, it's been a while. Glad to be back. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Logan Tobler. Um, I'm ready to get into it. All right. Let's go. For me, JRL Nation, Twitter and Instagram, The Beards Watch on Instagram and Twitter, and then The Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook. And then obviously find our podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And of course, they see me rolling our YouTube, Brewer Reviews, Burial Carts, reaction videos, all that good stuff. Football season's over for the Panthers, but we will do a Super Bowl reaction video as we've done the past three, four, five years. And then we'll also, we got Mario Karts coming up, taste tests. That new uh, sweet tea, hard seltzer from Appalachian Mountain Brewery for Bojangles comes out in March as everyone's been blowing up the uh, the social medias of. So we'll definitely have to get our hands on some of that and do a taste test. We've done all about almost every seltzer that you can think of. And we just did two more this past weekend Logan slid through, Jeep slid through, and all that. One really good, one really bad. So looking forward to get those uh, <laughs> uh, edited up, produced up, and dropped. And then, of course, we'll we'll pop some stuff here and there, and then do our draft videos. So they see me rolling on YouTube, and we had the House of Dragon reaction videos as well that did pretty good. But all right, let's get into it. So I I posed this question before we kind of get got the pod started, and it was: Has there ever been a food? that you've eaten that didn't necessarily make you sick, but when you looked at it again or went back to eat it, you're like, I just can't do it right now, and you had to give it some time. The reason this hit me was because yesterday, after you know we had gone out about two of the four, two of the four night, or, thir- or Friday, Saturday, and then didn't you know Sunday we kind of just hung out here, and then Monday took it easy. So we had went out Friday and Saturday, spent some spent some change, so decided, hey, let's stay inside uh, Sunday, Monday. You know, save a little ducats, eat some stuff out of the freezer. We had some stuff in there, ate, and um, we had bulk bought months ago. They were mini tacos from Sam's Club. Pretty good. They were like chicken and cheese, little mini tacos. And the first time we heated them up, I ate way too many of them. Like just one of those like, oh, there's 10 left in the pan. There's no point in like putting these away for tomorrow. Let me just mash the rest of them. Even though there was like, I think... 36 of them total, and I probably ate like 25 out of the 36. 
Because Jerry and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat them. And then ate like maybe maybe five or six. So I ate way too many of them. And I was like, oh, yeah, with like ten left. There's no way they should be wrapped up in tin foil. Let's go ahead and mash them. So just the other day, she was going to heat them up. and be like, oh, you want some? And I just, as she put them in an the air fryer and pulled them out, I just took a sniff and I was like, there's no way. I just, I, it didn't make me sick, but I just couldn't. No I did way. not want to eat. And I don't know if it was on top of, I think was that week we had had like, Something taco catered at work, and then I think Jeeves brought tacos over for Sunday, and then we had many tacos. Like it was, I had eaten like t- some type of taco Mexican Tex-Mex products, like maybe four yeah. or five days in a row, and I think that was the last day I had the mini tacos. Just overdid it. I could still eat the taco, but I've eaten that since. But it was just something about that processed Sam's Club brand mini tacos that just it just had my body's like, nah, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> That's so, tough, man. That, that, that's tough. Duvall, you said you had a couple. What you got? Okay, so I got one. Um, man, and, and this this was something that I love. So, like, as you know, like, Harris Teeter has sales. Like, they have sometimes, you know, they got to buy one, get one free. Uh, actually, I came across this. This was in college. They had a buy two, get three free. And it was a buy two, get three free on bologna. <laughs> and I grew up on bologna sandwiches. Like, so that was what I knew. So then in college, when you get bought, you get three free. Like, you just, all you need to buy is the dollar bread, which is not a dollar anymore, from Walmart, and it would just take me through. Man, any type of way that I could make a bologna sandwich, I made a bologna sandwich. Like, so I fried the bologna sandwich. I had a regular bologna sandwich. I had fried bologna egg and cheese sandwiches. I had, you name it. So now, since probably 20, 12, 2013, I have yet to have a bologna sandwich. The reason why is because I had so many. Like, I ate all that bologna when I was in college. But, like, I can't even go down that. I can't even go back that cold area. Like, I don't even go into that. Like, I don't even go by that because I just look at it. I'm just like, no, nah, I can't do it. And that's the same way I am. Sadly, it's the same way I am with ravioli and oodles and noodles. I don't even go down that aisle. Don't. So you ate too many of them in college. Last time I bought uh, ravioli. Like, yeah. are you talking about like, the Chef Boyardee? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, they're so tough. Like, now, granted, they were dirt cheap when we were in school. They'd be five for $3 or whatever. It yeah. Was. So you load it up. Same with ramen noodles. It's just like, oh, I'm going to eat this. And just go for it. No. I can't even go down that aisle. Yeah. I can't do it. So yeah. those are mine. I can't do it. Jeeves, you got anything? I, I would say I haven't had it in a while um, because I used to eat it all the time when I, when I first moved out with, like, you and then moved in with Trent was the, uh, like, Hot Pockets. Because they <laughs> okay. were just, just like Jamal said, they were dirt cheap. Yeah. Like, you can buy the single packs or you can buy, like, the five-pack ones and take one every day for lunch and then you'd be set with, like, a bag of chips or whatnot. So, I mean – I like so much of those. Like I, I haven't eaten one in a long time, and I don't. I mean, I, I can't say I don't plan on eating another one, but it's just the yeah. last one of the foods that got me was like the hot pockets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, want- I mean, there's so many different variations of them, but yeah. it's like yeah. you can try Perfect them all. Ones, yeah. Some of them oh, are okay. nasty. Some of them are straight, but it's they, they all taste the same once you eat them all. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, geez, I feel like I went through. You go through a hot pocket stage, and then it's just like, all right, it's almost like a frozen pizza. Like, yeah. you, you kind of got to go through. Like, obviously, you always want a couple of frozen pizzas in the freezer just for a rainy day or a night in or whatever. 
But if you eat yeah. the same with everything, it's, it's the same stuff, the ham and cheese, the meatball. Like, you're like, all right, all right, all right, that, that frozen. And then if, if you catch one that's been in the freezer too long, got the freezer burn and all yeah. that. But, yeah, Duvall. Yeah, to, to, when you burn the shit out of your mouth eating one of yeah, those. Yeah, you have to let it cool down. You got to, like, poke the little hole in the side to make sure it cools down and – yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Duvall, it's funny you brought up bologna because I actually, I used to don't eat it during the year at all. And then finally when I went to the beach this past summer with Jerry and his family, I was like, yo, I'm going to make some bologna sandwiches. And it hit real, like, and I, I ate them every day for lunch. You know, I made like two of them, two of them out there as you sit on the beach having a couple beers, a couple drinks. The, you know, it's hot, got a little water too. and But that was, I haven't had, like, I, I for, you know, six days straight. During lunch, bologna sandwich, and then for the rest of the, what, 360 days, 349 days, or what, 59 days, I won't eat a bologna sandwich and it's at the beach. I don't know. Something about just at the beach, it hit different, but I feel it's, you. I did so, overdo it. so easy to make at the beach. Yeah, and I did. Me I and Cheeks. Put them in a Ziploc bag, take them down. Yeah. yeah, me and Cheeks did overdo it on the bologna as well in college, so I think that might be a cause of, I love bologna, oh, yeah. but it's one of those, like you said, where I'm not actively seeking it out. Yeah. anymore to where unless like that that one five or six days at the beach other than that i'll just stick with the regular lunch meat or whatever so all right logan yep. what you got so i definitely agree with y'all i think a lot of this stuff comes from college uh because you were kind of i don't know in a financial spot but <laughs> it was the pre-cooked bag like cut up chicken Oh, okay. Like, oh, Purdue, man. You yeah. know how Purdue used to have, like, Purdue, yep. I mean, they still make it. So I yeah. used to make that for, like, salads and mm-hmm. uh, also, like, quesadillas. Like, I would make quesadillas in college all the time. Just easy, you know, tortilla, uh, cheese, and pre-cooked chicken. Yeah. But I just think I wore it out in college because it was so easy. So now, to me, it kind of, like, the texture of it, because, I don't know, it has a different, it's a different bite, like, then, yep. like, it's a different bite than if you just got, like, a chicken breast, cubed it up, and, like, you know, put it in a pan, um, so for me, I think that would be, that would be one, and then I think the other was, I got over it, but for a while, um, I caught a stomach bug, but right before I got the stomach bug, I ate some sushi, so in my mind, mm. I always kind of related those two together, even though I, I don't think it was from the sushi, but, I think I went like three or four years without eating sushi, but I'm kind of I'm back. I'm back now. Back, back in the game. Okay. Yeah. It's funny you no, brought up. It's funny you brought up that chicken. So there was a time. I think I was like either in near. The, I was in the end of middle school, beginning of high school, and my mom was real busy. I mean, she was raising three kids, so she didn't have a lot of time to like think about dinners. And she would. It was consistent at least four to five days a week. Those Tyson, like I think Tyson was just coming on the scene with Tyson. the new ones where you could throw them oh, in the cool. oven or you could throw them in the yeah, microwave. Like microwave, you could do like three minutes oven, it'd be quick. And like people weren't used to that. And it was just coming out, coming out. And we used to, and I remember one time, like same thing like you just said, like you got to the point where like when you bite into it, it just felt like it wasn't it's chicken different. anymore. It felt it different. Like a, I hate to say it, but it almost has like this like slime yes, type of yes. like, <laughs> like, and like, after a while, I mean, you get older, you start eating better food, and you're like, damn, that was even better. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like you said, though, it was actually my mom, she used to buy it all the time, too. So, in high school, or like, when I was still in community college, living back home, we used to always have it in the house. And I think I was used to that. And then yeah. when I saw, like, the price of it, then I was like, oh, shit, that's why. And then <laughs> <laughs> when I started buying my own groceries, I was yeah. like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, and I remember having to sit down and, and being like, look, mom, I know... 
you know, it's tough, but we, we got to try something different for dinner. It's because, convenient, yeah, that doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. we've eaten it so much, and there's only, right. there's only so many sauces and stuff to disguise it, and over and over, we're like, you got to switch it up. And, like, you know, hindsight, you're looking back at it, you understand, like, like I said, she was taking us to, to sports practices, to concerts, to whatever it may be, after-school activities. So I get it. Like, you had to just pop in. You only had, like, an hour 15 to cook some dinner, and those things cooked in 45 minutes at 600 degrees so you could go ahead and get it done. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I feel you on those. Those were definitely yeah. – and, I, yeah, but then you had to, like, step away from them for a while, and you're like, all right, I got I to gotta eat something else. Yeah, I wonder, yeah. like I, – I haven't I haven't had it in so long. I wonder if I had it recently if I – but I just don't think – I don't even think about buying it anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I just I'll go I'll go through the little extra half to cube up a chicken breast. <laughs> I can go through that now. So, I wasn't doing that, but so so I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda add to this. Um and I know because Jacob is so big into beer, is there kind of to stay on in the same link wavelength, is there a specific beer that may not have made you sick, may have made you sick, that now as you've expanded your palate, so to speak, like that you're just like, nah, I, if, if it's there, I can't touch it. Like, like we throw, if in, we throw it, in a liquor into this too? I mean, it's a lot of liquor that I just don't, I don't, yeah, but go ahead. I mean, I can, I can jump right in for me. Cause it's already at the top of my mind now that you're talking about this. Cause like <laughs> beer, any beer doesn't bother me. I can drink any beer for some reason. No, no beer has really ever bothered. I mean, I've had bad beer, but there's nothing that like sticks out. But for me, liquor is is like Captain Morgan, like mm. Captain Morgan spice rum. Yeah, I mm. just I'm not I can't I can't do it anymore. I just can't. <laughs> so you over you overdid it at one time, huh? Yeah, I think uh, we used to like in college or even before that, like rum and coke. And like to me now, it just I don't know. It just tastes like sleeping until eleven, you know, a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just I can't. I can't do the rum and coke anymore. I can't really mix anymore either. Mm. Like I gotta just drink straight. Like I gotta drink like usually a better, not a like a like a not a high, no, I'm not talking high dollar, but like a good you know like a good whiskey to sip on. I can't mix liquor with like soda anymore. Can't do it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Jeeves. I'll I'll say this. Um, Chris Mikan's probably gonna hate me, but I can't do Yingling. Yingling is always like if, especially at Jake's house or anybody else's house that I go to, and someone brings Yingling, that's always like the last beer that gets drank. But I, for me, personally, I can't, I can't do it. I, uh, you know, opposite of low liquor wise, I, I like a little mix in there now. I can't really do shots just because of. Uh, the corn whiskey fiasco I had during my freshman year in college. So, you know, that I still throw a little mix in and all that kind of stuff. But beer wise, there hasn't, there's nothing necessarily that like, you know, that you wouldn't drink. I mean, now like, you know, you're not going to drink Milwaukee's best, right? You're not going to drink like the, like I have, I will say like the ices, like anybody, like a Keystone ice or a Bud ice, or whatever, yeah. like I'll, I'll usually stay away from those. I mean, if it's the oh, last, good ice has given me the worst. Yeah, and that's the, the thing too. Like you can say, like head. even if it's the last beer in the fridge, that probably just means I need to go to sleep, right? Like, yeah, because 
because that means like all the other beers been drank and that's it. Yeah. So I should probably go ahead and go to bed. Like, because usually nowadays, like, regardless, like we've got decent beer in here, and if it's all gone, then that means we've had a big time, a good time here. If it's all gone, kind of scenario. And so if you're the only one looking in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. So it's time to go to bed. <laughs> so I mean, there's not necessarily too, like a beer that has like scarred me necessarily like a food thing because my body now too like it takes a lot for me to like throw up to get sick from like alcohol and it'll shut down like it'll start making me like even if i take take a sip of beer or if i take a shot i'll dry heave and then that's where i know like it won't even let me take a sip of beer and i'll be like all right well i guess i gotta stop drinking because it's over i guess it's a wrap and I'm not going to start drinking past the dry heave because it's just not worth it at 33 years old. You know what I mean? So That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think uh, it's the only thing for me, and which is why that damn 40 is still sitting in my refrigerator, the damn Miller Highlight. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta keep that. I got one right over here next to me. Yeah. No, nah, that. Oh God. Yeah. I'm not drinking one, but it's it's right here, my. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it, and I know it's not a bad beer, but I think it's just like one of those things where, like, I had it for a, a while, like, and I guess, like, I didn't drink a lot of beer in college, but then when I started drinking beer, courtesy of Jacob, like, I was like, okay, so Bud Light, Miller Light, Keystone, like, and we kind of stayed with those, and now we kind of branched craft beer, but like before then, like, I was like, oh well, you know what, I'm just gonna run in this food line and get a Miller Highlight. It was cheaper. I was like, oh, well, shit, it, it's fine. It's, I'm not getting a Hall Boy 211 or no shit like that, but it, 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 I felt like it was reasonable. But I will say, though, the different, the big difference with High Life compared to a lot of other beers is how heavy it is. That yeah. shit is like, that yeah, shit yeah. is like one, it's like 145 calories of beer. It's, yeah. it's up there. Like, and when you talk about, like, y'all were drinking Bud Light, that shit's like 9,500 calories. So you drink, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It's a heavy, that's a heavy ass beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Now, I, now, Duvall, I've got, it, it, Logan, I appreciate you not spoiling your uh, reaction to the Modelo Cervezas that we did since you said you enjoy all types of beer because that was a pristine, well, fine reaction. Think, so this is, here's, I'll say this off Duvall's question. <laughs> I've had some bad beer in my life, but I think because of the the original question we were coming from, it was like, have have you over ever done overdone something to yeah. And I the only thing that come to mind for me is like rum and coke. But like, yeah, there's some bad beer out there. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> yeah. So do I mean, all that, that's what I'm saying. Is, those beers that I wouldn't drink anymore, I probably have a decent list, but it wasn't because I overdid it. Yeah, I, I'll okay, say Duval. Next time you're over here for a beer, yo, I got a nice surprise for you. Uh, oh. I'll, I'll partake with you and suffer along because we'll have four left. But it's these uh, Modelo's Chilada pack, and they are rough. They are rough, yeah, rough, they're, rough. They're so yeah. uh, that sounds rough. That well, sounds it's bad. Like it's just gonna be heavy. It's, it's gonna be hard. To, so. It is gonna be hard to consume. Not easy. Not easy drinking. No, sure. it's gonna. But it's no. gonna make for great burial content because you're gonna have to battle through on the course. And mentally and, ch- and physically, and ch- yeah, it's it's going to be a, a trifecta of uh, skills oh. and endurance on that one. So, 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 I would be the only one that hasn't tried this yet. So, all three Correct. of y'all have. Yeah, we tried it. We tried it, and there's four different flavors, um, and and they're they're tough. So, 
Yeah, well, just just prepare yourself because they're not. Okay. No one's gonna take them out of the fridge. I can promise you that. They'll stay. They're gonna stay in the fridge. I'm gonna shoot my B roll with them, and I'll probably, as I told Jeeves earlier, I'll probably dump it out. Usually, I drink it after I pour it into a cup, just because I don't like wasting alcohol. They're that bad. I don't even want to drink them after I pour them out. So the next time I drink it will be when I do a burial cart, because that's the only other way it's gonna get drank. So okay, um, okay, count me in. Yep. <laughs> So we can dive into, you know, Duvall, as I said earlier, Duvall's favorite saying, Father's time is undefeated. And so far, Tom Brady had been, you know, fighting back on that. It slowed it down. He looked like butt cheeks last night, which makes it even worse for Steve Wilkes to get the head coaching job in Carolina because his defense made Tom Brady look like he was 26 again and not 45. So we'll see how that pans out. But, man, rough going and – we all think he's going to Vegas next, right? Mm, I'm hesitant on that. I think he goes. Ooh. I think I think Josh McDaniels is going to want him just to kind of try to win ASAP because Josh McDaniels knows he's going to get fired if he doesn't go to the playoffs. Yeah, I think we can yeah. so we can agree on one thing. That press, that conference he had after the game, it definitely sounds like he's out of Tampa. Yes, regardless. agree. Yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely gone out of Tampa. I mean, yeah, I think if anywhere, it's def- if, if it is, if he is playing football, it's Vegas, 100%. Yeah. But to counter that, I, I, now, I do think he'll play, Logan. Like, I think he'll play. One, because you don't get divorced. And then I, was, I said this the other night. I said, yeah. you can't ruin your marriage off one year of football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very so, true. Uh, so he's going to play. Um, I, I, I really don't know where he could go. I do think I, I can see him going back to the AFC. Um, but who knows? There's, it, one mind. there's one. There's one team in mind in particular that he could go to, and it would be get, to get back at the Pats too. And I think it would be the Jets. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would throw the Jets. I, anybody, they did start the rumor like four or five weeks ago too that the Pats may want him back as well, and they'll have the cap space because Mac Jones is still on a dirt cheap deal. One last hurrah. So I could see the Pats. I heard about that too. I, I could see the that. Pats. Yeah. I could see the Raiders. Because what shit. about the Jets? Is how what, about, what about LA? The Rams? No, the no, Rams got Stafford. They're not switching up on Stafford. Oh, they got Stafford. Now, you, now, now, thing, the, I will say this though. Vegas is a lot more appealing. It's going to be a lot more appealing to him because I think with having a, a vet like Adams, yep. where the Jets, such a young team, I think they're going to, they're going to be going through some more growing pains. Um, I think there's a good chance Lamar might end up with the Jets as well, though. Yeah? Yeah. I saw that one. The, the, the other dark horse would be the Niners. Depending on how Brock Purdy finishes this year, Brady grew up. They supposedly wanted him, or he wanted to go there, but they stuck with Garoppolo, the what, before he chose to go to Tampa. So, to me, the Niners would be the dark horse. He grew up there. He's got the picture of him wearing the, the Niners jersey. But, again, if they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, I think they're pretty set. I mean, I still think they're set think, with Purdy uh, and Trey Lance anyway. Trey but. Lance. Yeah. Oh, Shanahan kind of has a thing going over there, too, where he's not going to – I don't think they're going to pay for a QB. They don't really have to. Yeah. I well, think shit, Shan- they, they, they paid a high price to they trade up for Lance. Them. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. and I think they learned from that. I think Kyle Shanahan, like, if you look at Kyle Shanahan as a coach, he can take he can take a he can take a mediocre quarterback and make him look good. I mean, none of, Jimmy G's not that good either. Like, we know that. Like, he's not yeah. that great. 
Well, that's way, what. Hey, Brady ain't that great right now at forty five. No, so, so if they can take a forty six <laughs> year old Brady. My thing is, Purdy is a lot cheaper to keep pieces around than Brady. You bring on Brady in a contract, you have to cut some players probably. Um, I don't know where at, but I mean, I, I, like we said earlier, I think Vegas is almost like a no. If he stays, if he stays in the league, I think Vegas is almost like a got to be the favorite. I mean, that's where they. I mean, it, Warren Sapp went there to end his career. Uh, Jerry Rice was there. I mean, then Tim Brown was there, but Tim Brown actually, ironically, ended his career with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Jerry Rice bounced around a. Seattle and then Miami and all that stuff, but it just makes so much sense. Is I think someone made the joke, you know, where where do all the stars go anyway when they're done? Right, they go out to Vegas, they do a Vegas residency, they do a concert series out there in Vegas, like you know, yeah. Celine Dion's yeah, it's good, it's out there. It's good, marketing, it's good yeah. marketing outside of football. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, so I definitely think it's a bigger market. I think I was I was surprised that Brady went to Tampa to begin with. I thought Brady would want to be in a big market um, coming out of Foxborough his entire career. And, like, now he, he sees the sunset. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like LeBron. Like, LeBron saw the sun. Even though LeBron hasn't slowed down in a way, but LeBron can market himself way better on the Lakers than he could in Cleveland. Like, yeah. he's making all the money he can. And I think Tom is probably going to do the same, too, if he stays. It's going to be a big market. Yeah. Which I think, which is, which I think kind of to you guys' point is that, why Vegas would be more enticing because, I mean, look at how many pay cuts he took when he was in the wing and where he wasn't able to maximize everything from a financial perspective. Then he goes to Tampa Bay. Hey, and and he, had, he had two incomes then. Now yeah. he's got yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and, was making, she was making good money. But, yeah, and like yeah. you said, recent divorcee, why wouldn't you want to be in Vegas? Everything's legal. I mean, hey, I mean, you can you can walk down the street drinking a beer, smoking weed, whatever it may be. I mean, and a single dude like, and you're Tom Brady, and you're yes, <laughs> and Tom Brady, and you're still not that far from San Fran. Like, yep. so you're still able, you know, a hop and a skip, a flight, you know, here and there. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I think Vegas would be good. I mean, I think the key thing would be. Having making sure that they load up the pieces around them. I mean, I think they will. I think their defense was okay. Offensively, they were fairly decent. I mean, you've got Adams, and if Waller comes back healthy, like I mean, you've got two. They really got a, good They still got to. They still got to sign Jacobs too, right? If they want him yeah, back, they might yeah. Let ball. yeah. I think. I think they need. Well, yeah, that's going to be. That's another tough situation too. But running backs on second year deals, man. I, as of now, you kind of just want to let them walk and draft the next guy. I'm not saying everybody's you know replaceable, but how there's much money do you want? Uh, to... There's a reason why running backs don't go to the third. Yeah, I always say. I mean, there's a reason. but it will. But now look at going to the playoffs. Saquon's in the next round. McCaffrey's in the next round. Saquon's still on his team. McCaffrey, I mean, those two top ten picks. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if those teams can make it further and how that'll be viewed because the last what five or six Super Bowl champions have all had all like either undrafted running back starting or guys that have started later you know I think last year Joe Mixon I think he was what third or fourth round pick now that but that was more legal issues than anything yeah. and then I mean the Chiefs have now they have uh, Clyde's Edwards Hilaire but they were who, who, who did the Bengals get beat by the Rams who their running backs they had had Sony Michelle but he was on his second or third team from the trade uh, and then uh, who had a good? Uh, who was the? Who had a good game for them in the playoffs? Henderson. Like a, Henderson had some good games for him. Yeah. And so, he wasn't a first round pick. What was he third or fourth? Round? Yeah, he was late. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where it's been though. You got to cycle through yeah. those guys, and 
If all you, it's about, honestly, is fresh legs in the backfield. When you yeah. got a good offense in place, a lot of these OCs and coaches, they just want fresh legs in the backfield. I mean, look at look at uh, the Chiefs. Andy Reid could take somebody off the street and get them in there. Yeah, zone. that's true. Like, I'm not saying these guys are bums by any means. I'm not trying to sound like that. I'm just saying, like, it show, coaching is, like, super. I think more than anything in today's world is, like, how – in today's league is, like, how dynamic can your offense be? And, like, mm-hmm. it's not very dynamic when you just have one running back who's getting the ball 30 times a game. Like, well, I mean, you, you talk about Andy Reid. You're going back to Brian Westbrook. Like, he, he would always come up with some random-ass running back and just make them be like, oh, where'd this guy come from? He can make it happen. So Andy it, Reed was – I think Andy Reid was the, the pioneer of, like, the way kind of – I, I don't want to sound like that, but I think he's one of the first to be, like, super uh, super offensive-minded head coach in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. And see, then, then from a running back perspective, like, there's only a few – top-notch guys that are on their second-year deal and still producing as well. Like, I mean, look, you really only got, what, Derrick Henry. Um, but he also I was mean, a second-round like, pick. Mm-hmm. He was like the first pick in the second round, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. So um, even then, he didn't get that big first-round money. I mean, he still got paid pretty good, but he didn't get the first-round guarantee five-year. So, which kind of, though, if you're a running back, you may want that second round draft because then it at least gives you only a four year deal and you can maybe get paid a little bit early as in if you're the first round right like Saquon is on his fifth year option. So even though he got like fifteen million guaranteed, he still hasn't hit like the jumbo money, which I don't know if we're ever gonna see a running back. I mean, McCaffrey got jumbo money, but it wasn't Adrian Peterson's seven years a hundred million that no. we saw 10, 15 years ago or whatever. So I don't it think that's even coming. Todd Gurley type shit. Either. Exactly, and again, Todd Gurley got paid. Then all of a sudden, his knees are like, "Nope, it's all over." Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's really. That's why I think it's been kind of astonishing, you know, kind of good for McCaffrey. He stayed healthy this whole season. Maybe it's because San Fran didn't keep him on the field for ninety nine point seven percent of the plays, and they rotate some guys out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough sell on some of these running backs, especially taking them in the first round when you can. I mean, look at us. We had Foreman sitting back there, and he almost rushed for 1,000, and he didn't even play, like, the first six weeks of the season. Uh, and then exactly. Hubbard finally figured it out somewhat on the well, field. Well, it's kind of and, like, too, when you think about it, how the league has changed. When you talk about a running back, right, even your first string is and most likely going to take, what, 60%, 70% of the snaps? You're not taking that guy in the first round. If yeah. you're taking somebody in the first round, they better be out there every snap. But, like, running yeah. backs are not there every snap like they used to be. So, like, if, if anything, their value in the draft has gone down because they're taking 50%, 60% of the snaps. Yeah. For a pass rusher, a quarterback, an O-lineman, like, they're all out there every play. Yeah. And that's wild how it's changed. I mean, even you think about those Super Bowl years that Brady won in, in, in uh, New England. I mean, I think, like, Lawrence Maroney was a first-round pick. But then Jan- those Jan- those last I haven't James- heard that name. That- I haven't heard Lawrence <laughs> Maroney, the Minnesota guy. The only reason I remember that is because I remember the Panthers talking about it because it was like up to him and D. Will, and I think the the Patriots wanted to trade above us to take D'Angelo Williams, but they couldn't get in front of us, so we took D'Angelo Williams, and then they took Lawrence Maroney. I remember those right. stories coming out about everything that year with different running backs because I think. Was that the Julius Jones draft? I can't. I have to go back and look at that one. That was a wild running back draft. And then two years later, we took Jonathan Stewart in the first round. We went running back crazy with Marty Hurdy in first round wild. running backs. Um, but, yeah, it's wild how the evolution has gone. I mean, we've still seen some running backs go in the first round. 
you know, yeah. and and but now, like you, you know, the James White's one. I mean, Fournette won one with Tampa, but that was his second team, and kind of just like I want to sign with a vet minimum, lucky kind of deal. But it, but yeah. even then, they didn't. He wasn't the, the the sole purpose. They had a couple other scat backs in the backfield that they could dump off to and keep those, as you said, Logan legs fresh. So all of a sudden, in those late playoff games, he no one wants to tackle him when he's coming down the field. So, right. So it'll be like you said. It'll be interesting to see, like you said, do the Raiders re up with Josh Jacobs? But what deal do you kind of do because you don't want to hamstring to it? You know, like almost the way I the could pay- see them. I could see them if they if when you have a guy like Devontae Adams on the outside too. I feel like you're gonna you're you're gonna want to air the ball out more than probably what they are. And I mean, that's the reason why they're getting rid of Carr too. Like they're they're not going to build their offense around Jacobs. They're going to kind of, I think they're going to do it to more facilitate Adams. So you got to put the ball in the air more. So they might not value Jacobs at right now, especially if they get Tom. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to say. But again, I think Jacobs will be helpful to Tom and a guy that's going to be 46. You want yeah. a good running back back there. But again, what is he going to demand? If, if he can get on the market for something crazy, because some team just needs to, you know, the bears want to spend a shit ton of money. Got think, it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but. And, it, and Jacobs is in a position, too, where he needs to go for the – I mean, he's a running back. Like, yes. he's got to take his money now. Yep. So, yeah. um, and I don't see him staying – if Raiders don't want to pay up, I don't see him staying there. Why would he? I mean, yeah. they were picking up a dumpster – they've been a dumpster fire for the last couple of years with all the problems they've had. That's another reason why I don't – I don't know if Brady goes there just because of how that organization has been the last couple of years. They've been so shaky and, like, you know – Older guys like him want something a little bit more stable, but it is interesting with having him and Adams would definitely be an interesting yeah. combo. And I think Josh McDaniels being there, and like you said, he's got ties. It, he's got ties it, there. Yeah, and they could. We've seen teams turn it around, and, and and all you need is a couple free agents and a couple good draft picks. Yeah. We've said this before. You're never bad teams are never that far off yes. in the NFL. No, every team is super talented. It's just and they're never that far off. A few things have to change. But what sucks is when it's the most important thing for them. That's like quarterback. Yeah. Like, because I'm a part of that being a Washington fan. Like, I'm always like, damn, we ain't that far off. But it's the most important thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I will say this, y'all. You know, we t- we've talked about it for the past five. We beat ourselves over the head with it. If you're gonna do the figure out the quarterback thing the right way, you saw how ball out the last game. It sounds like again, it could just be smoke, and they could still take a guy in the top ten if they really like a guy. And he slides. But to me, you almost, with Rivera, the seat's a little warm now, firing the OC. If, if, you, don't, if you don't win this season coming up, he's probably, they're probably going to clean house. You could have a new owner. But I think the right way to do it is, especially with Drake May and, C, and Caleb Williams coming out, see what Howell's got. If you tank out, you literally will then be at the top of the draft with a whole new coaching staff, and you'll know, okay, here we go, we can start over. Something that Rule and the Panthers should have done when we had Will Greer, but they did it, and they said they were going to rebuild, and they faked it and all that stuff. So I think you're in a decent position. Now, it is, it, it does suck sitting through losing seasons, but maybe how's the guy, and at least you'll f- find that out instead of just not. So Here's my, my take on Washington season, being a Washington fan, is ha- I love Heineke to death. But he hurts us being on the roster because you always are tempted to play him. So <laughs> it's true though, because he yeah. can't win games. But you know yeah. that he's going to win a certain amount of games to where you're just going to be mediocre. So yep. you're dra- you have no draft pick, but you don't have the playoffs. Yeah, and, yep. you know what I mean. So he actually kind of hurts us in our position where I was like, I wish we honestly didn't have him 
because I think then Hal would have saw the field and we would have yep. known better what we do have. So we would have been in a better position going into the next year being like, okay, is Hal – because we, we really don't know if Hal's the guy. He played yep. one game and threw 19 passes. Yep. I mean, yeah. against the Dallas team who knew they were going to the playoffs, Zeke looked like he didn't care to be out there. Like, I don't – that win did nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the year, nothing matters. Dallas had their spot. Um, I'm over Ron personally. I think Scott Turner. Scott Turner. I didn't like Scott Turner either, but I think that was Ron's scapegoat. Oh, he's like, the key. He's the king of scapegoats, man. He's yeah, the king of so scapegoats. he was able to kind of you know get himself one more year in there, but it all is going to depend on new ownership. Um, because a guy might come in, he wants to make it his own. He might just clean house. So yeah, it's hard to. It's really hard to say. Washington is a is their own. Like I said about the Raiders, is their own dumpster fire. And open. yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I think yeah. that's. You're set up right, and you know, opposite of us, where Corral got hurt, we didn't get to see it at all. But he was drafted with the previous regime, though the GM's still here. He's not going to necessarily tell the coach you got to play this guy because we've been spinning tires on quarterbacks since Cam's shoulder blew up. Uh, you know, TJ yeah. Watt blew it up. So I- I'm not going to fault a-, a new coach for wanting his own guy. And again, if you get stuck right. with two quarterbacks that are good, shit, we just talk about it all the time. The Niners just went; they're on their third. And it's okay. You always the more quarterbacks, the better. You're only really going to hold three at max four with one on the practice squad if you're really that you know desperate for fighting talent. But you can always use more because it seems like very rarely are quarterbacks playing a full season nowadays. But you know, I think the Panthers are going to take a swing. But who knows? They may trade all their draft picks for Sean Payton. I just want them to figure this thing out and let's get the coach going and, and, and all that. I just want a clear direction. So I would say this as a Washington fan too. And you guys can probably relate to this as well. I was sitting here thinking about it today when I was like, okay, if you look at the playoff atmosphere right now, every quarterback that's having success was drafted, not signed as a free agent to that team. Now when I think about Washington, same thing. The best years I ever saw was two quarterbacks we drafted, not that we signed as a free agent. I think it proves to you that, like, you really still have to draft a quarterback and you have to commit to developing that quarterback. And I think a lot of that comes back on coaching and what you have going on in the front office. And we just haven't had it. Like, I mean, same thing with you guys, like Cam, you got, that was y'all's guy. You drafted him, you developed, you know what I mean? Like, and then now you're going through these pains because you're signing free agents, trying to draft the right guy, but is the staff the right staff to even develop that guy? It's like quarterback is such a, is such a tough spot because I think more than anything that's important with a quarterback is coaching. Yeah, and I, and I think on that, it, it can go to, you know, last year Stafford won it, and that was a trade. Brady won it the year oh, yeah. before, and that was a trade. But, again, those staffs were in place where, I mean, shit, McVay had took golf to the fucking Super Bowl, and they realized we're not going to win it unless we get a guy that can sling it, not like golf, that can actually get it done, and it worked out. But now yeah. you're seeing the price paid for that. Is right. trading all those assets now. They, they, they got a top ten pick that they could have reused to either take another quarterback to develop or take offensive lineman or receiver or a defensive piece. Finding a free agent quarterback is the right thing to do when you know you have every yes. single thing in place and that is the year to, that you got to yes. do it. But Agreed. You got to go in. You got to go all in that year. But when yeah. you got bigger fish to fry, signing a free agent quarterback is. It's like putting flex seal on like the Titanic. Yep. Like it would just like <laughs> you're not gonna fix the, yeah. the bigger issue at hand. Yep. So yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I think we can both we we all know here because our teams are very similar right now, and it's very similar spot. Yeah, like Carolina and Washington are are really in the same boat right now with what they have mm-hmm. going. We probably have a little bit more drama with the investigations. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. But we didn't been there, so don't, yeah. don't get it twisted. We were yeah, there. Yeah, so we've been there. We've been But, like, both of those teams are not far off. They're chippy teams. Like, they're fight, like any given Sunday. They're any given Sunday teams where you yeah. really never know if they're going to win or lose. But and, and to you guys' point, like, I think uh, everything is, is right on par. And I think Washington, if, if y'all are able to – and, and I, I, I like how, of course, Carolina from the city, uh, I think if, if you give him a shot and he's able to really make some noise, okay, cool. But if not, um, Rivera walks away and y'all are able to start right on over. And I think that's that's the key. So kind of to Jacob's point, like they're kind of in a really good spot. And I hope nothing but success for Washington uh, and Rivera, even though I think this will be kind of a telling tale of whether – he has it as far as being a head coach, just because, I mean, you're only as good as the team that you put out there. And I think the team that he had here in Carolina was Cam in his prime, Luke in his prime, Thomas Davis in his prime, Greg Olson in his prime. So you had generational guys that were able to really take you and put you on another level. That was a super um, talented team. That right. Team and, a lot of yeah. So, so I guess now it's just going to be a matter of, I think, you're going to really be able to see if Rivera can cut it as a coach this year because it's not going to be he, – he's got to really come from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. What, about, what about you guys with, like, Wilkes? What do you think is going on there? I think he's just waiting to see. I think he's the he's the fail-safe. I, I think Tepper wants one of them offensive minded, and, and I really think now looking back at it in last night's Tampa Bay game, to me, would kind of almost seal that fate of – how bad they looked, and we made them look like they could win the Super Bowl. I mean, Mike, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Mike Evans went off for, like, three, four TDs. We made yeah. Tom Brady look like, again, like he was 30, 30 years old. Um, right. And then, and, and that, I think, you know, we touched on it last pod. It was just, I think that's where Tepper is hesitant. He fired Rivera for that same system, and, mm-hmm. and Wilkes is a Rivera guy, and I think, you know, the players have rallied around him. And the point is, well, why didn't you show up for Tampa then? If you really wanted Wilkes to stay, y'all yeah. knew you had to get to the playoffs. And and the and yeah. the and Burns didn't show up to Tampa. Brown showed up in flashes, but it, it Darnold did his thing. But he's a one in like a one year left. Like it was just if y'all really wanted to do it, that would have been the game where you show up and make plays and, and nothing happened. Like Burns couldn't get off his one on ones. Brady was back there all day, tossing up. The corners were getting roasted. I know J.C. Horn wasn't out there, but again, if you're great scheming and great coaching, you should know. You knew all week Horn wasn't going to be out there, and you knew who was going to be out there and what you needed to do to try to stop those guys, and it was just like, all right, we're going to leave a fifth-round pick and a first-round pick that's already on a second team on islands and hope and pray it, it, it they hold up. And yeah. it didn't. You talk about putting flex seal on a Titanic. Buddy, boy, they were out there sinking out there. So uh, I don't no, know. No. I, I, I we won't be. Mad, I won't be mad at it if he brings in a killer offensive coordinator. But I just feel like Tepper looked at that game last night and was like, "All right, unless I get turned down from all these other coaches that are out here, the, the Ben Johnson, right. the offensive, offensive coordinator for the Lions, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles." Uh, if they don't want to give up the assets for Sean Payton, which I'm completely fine with, I'm not necessarily want to trade first round picks for Sean Payton. Um, yeah, you can know. we not buy his contract out? No, you're not allowed to do that in the NFL. 
can't buy. You got to trade. You basically got to trade for Sean Payton. Because mm-hmm. yep. he's on the docket till 2024. Yep. So unless he waits Wait, till next team, year. The only teams that are going to be interested are teams who are in win-now mode. Yeah. And they got like Denver. I think with Sean, like Denver, like especially quarterback. They got to have a quarterback in place. Like Sean's not there to rebuild. He's but see, that's to... but that's what makes me that's what makes me trying to figure out. Like obviously, we know Tepper can meet Sean Payton wants to get paid twenty million a year. I think he's put that out there. Tepper doesn't. I mean, he just fucking paid Rule as a top five head coach and Rule won fucking twelve games in two years or whatever it was or eight whatever it was. So I don't think that's it. I think it's more so what are the Saints going well, we to ask for. I think they want like two ones or I heard Roman Harper went on a, a Charlotte sports radio podcast today and was saying like uh, he could see them asking for next year's one and then a late round pick this year because then that lets you keep number nine and Sean Payton can take his quarterback at number nine or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, because to me, I don't think you give up the ninth overall pick, especially to your division rival. Uh, if, yeah. it, if it was the twenty seventh overall pick, okay, you know, but the ninth just I, depends where the team is. Yeah, depends where the team is and if they need that pick or not. Yeah, and and obviously we do. I don't think Sean we Payton do. unless yeah, y'all need it. unless they plan on again unless they plan on trading that ninth pick for Sean Payton and somehow Derek Carr's a free agent and Sean Payton says, "You see what I did with Drew Brees." Come over here, and then they jump in that wagon. That's a window I see, but the Raiders are going to have to release Derek Carr because if you're giving up assets for Sean Payton, then you're giving up assets for Derek Carr. I mean, you got to draft somebody. Like you can't. Yeah. It's just it, it proves that you can't not draft people and keep hoping and praying they're going to work out because it's not every fifth round pick you take is going to pan out. Like they're going to be bust. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Now, now, and, and I'm going to circle back to. Jacob, what you were saying about how, um, and as much, and, and you know kind of how I went on my rant about Wilkes last week, one thing I can say is that that's a saving grace that I hope Tepper is taking into account is the fact that McDermott was somebody from, um, from uh, God, lost Rivera's tree. God, yeah, from, from Rivera's tree, too. So he's the only defensive-minded coach that's left in the, in the playoffs, and he's had a lot of success over the past few years. So as a defensive guy, can it work? Yes, absolutely. And obviously, McDermott was somebody totally different than Rivera. So maybe Wilkes is pushing the envelope to say, listen, this guy here went, got who he wanted, did what he wanted to do. You allow me to do the same thing, I can, in return, do some things here too. Um, I'm not saying that that would work, but it is at least something to be said. Uh, so so we'll see in that regard. But it, it I don't know. Well, also, one thing that I can say uh, is that these interviews for all of these coaches, like all these coaches, it is a laundry list full of coaches yeah. that are actually interviewing, which is great. I think the one thing about him interviewing Sean Payton, he might want to just see where it's headed. Yeah. Just to see, yeah. like, whether it be from a financial perspective, but also just hearing everybody's thought process on what pick they might do at nine, what they would do with the agency, That's what true. they would do with the roster, what would they – like, and he can say, okay, so this guy's won Super Bowls. He's done this. He's done that. Let me see where he's at. Now let me interview this 37-year-old offensive coordinator. How would he implement it? Then we can do Steve Wilkes, who's also had a lot of tenure here with the Panthers. And I think he, I think he's going to try and get all these different ears, and then he can really analyze them and say, okay, look, these are the best candidates, and we're going to go from there. Now that's yeah. just me. 
he may not be. He may just be. It might just be smoke, and he's just like, oh, I'm just interviewing him just so I can drink with Sean Payton and talk shit to him. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that that could be an aspect and kind of picking the brains of, and then comparing what would Sean Payton do as opposed to what would the OC from Denver do, the OC from the Eagles do. I mean, and again, you got the time for it. Like, there's no need to rush it. There's no need to, you know, dive into yeah, it. Man. I mean, especially I with. You guys, but yeah. I'm not a fan of the OC from Denver. Denver or yeah. the Eagles? Yeah, I, uh, Eagles. I'm saying Eagles. The OC from, I, thought, I thought you just said Denver. Oh, I might have misspoken and said Denver. But, yeah, the OC from the, well, the Eagles. The OC from Eagles. We, Washington, we just interviewed the, uh, uh, Pat Schumer. Yeah. And I'm, I do not want that dude. But I thought <laughs> that. No, no, yeah, yeah. It's so it, it'll be interesting to see, too, who, what team makes that first hire. Because I think, what, the Cardinals still open, the Broncos are still open, Panthers still open. Uh, is that it? Am I missing? Is there anybody else who fired? Texans. Texans. Texans are open. Okay. Texans. Nobody's hired anybody. That's what I'm saying. So it's almost like a – Who's going to jump and make that first well, They're all playing – everybody, obviously, who has a, co- a coaching opening is eyeing Sean Payton. Now it's yeah. whether yeah. they think they have a realistic chance of getting him or not, who knows, but they got to see where, like, the chips fall. Yeah, and I think Sean Payton was wanting to see – was hoping the Chargers would miss the playoffs – and he was going to get that. Like you said, Logan, he did want that franchise quarterback in place. And then after that Chargers collapse, everyone thought, but then it sounds, it looks like Brandon Staley is going to get another shot because they just fired the OC and the quarterback's coach yeah. or whatever, passing game coordinator or something. So then that, the shoe fell on that. But again, Sean Payne could decide he wants to wait another year and, and wait it out. And maybe he just gauging interest as Harbaugh does every year, uses the NFL team <laughs> leverage to get him another pay raise at Michigan. Uh, and I think as we talked last week, I think Tepper sniffed that one out. He knew Harbaugh was just using the Panthers as a, hey, I want more money from Michigan. And was like, nah, I'll talk to you. And, you know, then realized, I don't want to give you an interview. I get where this is going and, and, and kind of, yeah. you know, stiff arm that one out of the way. But, yeah, it was funny that though they said it was going to be a short list and now that list, as you said, Duvall, has gotten down to like 14, 15 names and it's like, oh, okay. So, again, maybe they're just getting a lot of info from everybody to see kind of what your plan would be. Would you draft this guy? Would you be willing to trade up for this guy? Would you be willing to trade this away? Or would you rather stand pat or trade back or see Corral? You know, kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. Got, got some big games coming this weekend. So I just hope we have a, uh, have a head coach by draft time. So we know which direction. Oh yeah. Well, gee, yeah, 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 yeah. They have to. You'd have to. You got with the with the combine coming up. You got to – The combine's What's like combine like uh, mid to late February. So I would say we'll, by we'll the probably, we'll probably have a coach by February first. Yeah. So we probably. We'll, we'll I was going to say the latest would be the latest would be like first week of March. I, the yes, yes, because I was thinking the latest would be after the Super Bowl. Because if one, be. if one of those coordinators that you like goes to the Super Bowl, but they may take it similar when the Falcons went and the Niners wanted to hire Kyle Shanahan, he knew that day or two days before, the week before, that he was going to go. But obviously he's going to coach in the Super Bowl, be an offensive coordinator, yeah. and then he went the next day. So what, Super Bowl's February 12th, so maybe February 13th to Valentine's Day or whatever, to me, would be the latest. 
Logan, it's true. Maybe March if something fell through and you're like – I guess, honestly, for me, I'm probably thinking more of Washington because of the position we're in with the sale, with the sale of the team. But, yeah, for you guys, that makes more sense. Like y'all said, probably more looking to like a February, like yeah. mid-February. I, I, would, I would say like it, the latest end of this month. I mean, this shit moves quick. The older yeah. you get, the, you realize how quick time goes yeah. with stuff like this. And you got to get out out of you got because there's other teams who they already they're in their off season they know what they got they're yep. already going forward. Well, yeah, this, all this shit does is hold it all up. Yeah, so you have to get this away. Yeah, because they're getting ready for the Senior Bowl and we don't even have a staff like you said. You got to get as Duvall's point. I think at, at the latest, the end of this month, because you got to get your yeah. staff knowing who you want to scout and what you want to scout at the Senior Bowl, which is basically right there. Uh, at what end of this month, early February, right after the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. and then the combine, and then it goes. Combine so, is that last week of February? That last yeah, week of February. So you quick. you need that staff because again, whoever well, they hire has to start hiring people and moving their families and getting people out of here. Then you got the off season program starting for players coming back. So you really can't just have it hanging out there, and then the draft on top of it, getting ready for the draft. Well, you got free agency. In free agency, but yeah, free agency before draft. So you got to meet. It does move fast. Yeah. So you you, you know I mean, I, you snap your fingers and you're in camp. Like, yeah. When 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 you get into the summertime and the summertime starts flying, next thing you know it's early August and you're out there playing a preseason game like yeah. that. The summer goes by quick. We all know that. So next thing you know, you're playing football again. It goes. Yeah. It all goes. Quick. So these are these, they'll yeah. drug on. They seem a little, but like you said, as soon as they make the decision, it'll it'll move pretty quick because there's a lot of stuff they got to build and get on the same page to get ready for all that off season work. And I'm I'm sure too with where Carolina is and he has a good idea of who he's gonna hire right now. Yeah, he's probably just wait. He's probably you know they're going to talk to a few more guys, but I would say at this point, because of the position you guys are in, he probably has a good idea of who he wants. Um, oh, no doubt. Probably just some format. Yep, yep. I agree. That's why I think he's gone heavy offense because I think he's seen. I think as Duval said, there's only one defensive defensive minded guy that's left in the playoffs, and that's McDermott. Now he does have Josh Allen, so that helps him a lot, but. Everyone, everyone's looking for the the next uh, Sean McVay type, and it's very hard to do. But they're gonna keep keep taking shots at it, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, did anybody see a question in the notebook that uh, that jumped out at them that they wanted to hit? Or let's see, I didn't pull it. Well, you know, my ass didn't even look. I thought you were looking even... earlier. My bad, man. No, it's all good, man. No worries. I know one of y'all. I know I'm pretty sure y'all got a couple of them. I haven't, man. Funnily enough, I haven't looked at this thing in a while. Oh, here's here's a funny one. Since we're kind of past the holidays a little bit, from anonymous, how did you find out Santa wasn't real? Ooh, that's a good cool one. So I remember. Cool. I just read it real quick. It it kind of hit me. We were. I saw, we were at Kohl's, and my sister was still believing in Santa. And, you you know, you hear it at school, people tell you, the assholes who are just like, ah, oh, Santa ain't real, whatever. But when you finally get the visual evidence proof or whatever, I remember we were at Kohl's, and my mom bought a, a couple different, like, beach towels. And she bought a Teletubbies one for my sister at the time. And I saw it, no big deal. But then I remember on Christmas morning, she got that gift from Santa. And I was like, wait a second. That well, and my mom like had to give me the quick like be quiet face like don't say anything, and that's yeah. where my final confirmation was. Um, 
you know, I think I was, because we're seven years apart, so I think I was 14, she was seven, and I kind of knew, but that was the, that was like the nail in the coffin of like, oh, okay, it's for real, for real kind of thing, so, that, it might have been even younger than that, I might have been 13 or 12 or something, but that was the, that was the, the moment when I finally realized. Okay, so, I'll tell you, so for me, um, so, of course, you know, writing tunes to Duval from mom to Duval from dad to Duval from, you know, cousin, whoever it is. I noticed, of course, of course, when you get older, like, parents have to sign stuff for you when you're <laughs> taking it back to school. So now I'm learning my parents' signature. So then I saw to Duval Santa, and I was like, oh, shit, that's my mom's handwriting. Like, that was when I knew. Like, I was like, oh, I know that Santa is not. And then it was the same with, like, my dad. It'd be, like, from son, I mean, two son from dad. Then it'd be two Duval from Santa. And I'm like, dad, Prince, and capitalizes so much shit. So I know this is him. Santa doesn't write like this. You know, and I was, I was now as I get older, I always joke with my mom. Like, see, I wouldn't have known for a lot longer if, you were just printing it out like you were before to me from, because she was real extra with the to and from. I was yeah. like, if you were printed out, I wouldn't have known. But <laughs> that's how I found out. Mine, I guess mine was from, like, I'm the youngest of the four boys, so I had to wait till, um, for my cousins to come along. And when they would come up from um, Southern California to have Christmas with us, me and my grandparents go shopping for him, sort of like Jake's, um, and my grandma bought something, and I kind of realized it, because we always did it together, and I seems like, wait, we just bought that, like, two days ago, <laughs> and you're giving it to him, like, okay, we're, it's all square, I didn't say nothing, yeah. or anything, but then I was like, okay, it's, it's not real, or whatever, but yeah, it was, it was similar to what Jake's was. I think for me, and I've had this, I've had this conversation before a couple times. Um, I can't really remember. I just think it was able. I think it was when I got to just a certain point mentally when I was able to piece <laughs> things and be like, "This doesn't make any sense." And I don't know what that was, but um, I don't, I don't, I never remember it being like I caught my mom putting out a gift or caught, I don't, like I don't remember anything like that because I know I wouldn't remember that. I think I just got to a certain mental state where I was like, this ain't possible. And I don't know what it, what is the typical age? Isn't it like third or second grade, second, third grade where kids like, like, do y'all remember how old you were? Uh, I, was, I, I know was, I was young. I, I, don't, I can't remember the grade. I mean, I just yeah. know when it finally like hit, you, you didn't want to mess it up too much since I was the oldest because then like that yeah. sound like to me less presence. You know what I mean? Like if I if I mess up the game here, then I'm gonna get less presents, and I can't be having that. So I'll go along with this little game plan y'all got going for however long we need to, so we can keep these presents flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I found a question too. All right, what you got? Okay, so and this is also from oh no, this is from Bridget Answer. So if you could permanently change the price of one item to a dollar, what would it be? If you could permanently change the price of one item to one dollar, what would it be? 
It's a real good one. It would just be one item. Uh, I know that's a tough one because I mean you can go so many different routes. It could be food. Yeah, no, one item. Now I wonder if she means like the price, like for everybody or just yourself. I don't know. I mean, we can we can spice it up and make it however. Because I mean, she just said if you could permanently change the price of one item to a dollar. So that means but probably I think for that's the, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna say? Go ahead. I'm gonna say gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could swing the bigs and say like a car or a house, but then that, that that question is kind of really open ended to yeah. where like you, something. But I think what it's talking about is something you purchase often. Often, yeah. Okay. yeah. So like uh, I'm sitting here thinking about like I don't know, food, gas. Uh, like beer, yeah. liquor, like I don't, I guess a, like one of your vice, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, cause like, like you could say like, oh yeah, houses, but damn, if everybody had a dollar house, like it'd just be, I mean, I guess that would be cool, but it kind of would not be as practical. Right. Something that you're purchasing, at purchasing least on a regular yeah. basis, at least right. once a week. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say gas. If yeah. I could change, if I could change gas to a dollar a gallon. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take it a step and and something that obviously keeps going up. I would say streaming service. Hmm. Mm. So like That's like cool. so like so like if you you would it would only be a dollar for Netflix or a dollar for Hulu. So then it's like okay, well at least I'm able to still watch it. Now, granted, I can't speak for the industry, but at least it's only a dollar. Like so, I w- I would say probably just a dollar because I would love to. Think about how many. Well, I would have all the streaming services, and I would spend like ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, ten dollars, and I can watch never everything. Go ahead, dude. Yeah, I'd have to say beer. That was the first thing that came to my mind when 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 the vault read it. Because I mean, you look at beer prices now; they're anywhere between fifteen, twenty bucks, and if not, sometimes even more than that if you if you get the higher gravity ones. But I feel like if the beer was like a dollar, you can. Now, what are you going like per can? Are you going like a beer when you go out to a brewery? Like a twelve pack, a twelve pack, a case. What do you? What do you? uh... It'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of drunk people if it was a case for a dollar. Like, (laughs) like a a case of Bud Light for a dollar. I feel like what Jeeves is saying. Like, if you go out and get a beer, it's a dollar. Yeah, go to the bar. Go to the bar. Like, not not go to like one of those. Not like a. Not like a club bar or whatever, just like a normal restaurant bar. Runs you a light beer nowadays at a bar is going to run you four bucks typically. Yeah, that's pretty average. So I mean, you drink two, that's eight. Yeah, you drink eight for that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, they could still do like I mean, and I'm just going into the weeds. But even if it's a dollar, like if they might say a limit five, just because yeah. they're so so just cheap. because like, okay. so. Right, yeah. so then you can still cut down on any type of crazy driving, you know, anything like that. Okay, well, you can come in, but your limit is five. Okay. So, five uh, without saying the craziness because houses or cars, as we sit here and talked about it, it kind of hit. Let's bring the Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers from Wendy's back to a dollar and bring them back to their regular sizes that they were 
back in the day. <laughs> so instead of yeah. now, they're at, even though if they're a dollar now, but then things are about like teeny, teeny. They look like uh, White Castle burgers now. But that's yeah. it. The junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's back to a dollar, and the real sizes would be. That's not bad. Or yeah. you could say the McDonald's uh, dollar menu. Bring yep. the dollar menu. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you just want the dollar, dollar menu. Yeah. Yep. Now it's just, just a value menu. Yep. And it's it's like one eighty or yeah. Or 150 or yeah. That ain't no value. I know. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yep. Did y'all? That's a good one. Did y'all find any good. other ones? I kind of like this one just because right. we were talking. About Sports, and I think we all like sports in here. If you could play any professional sport, which would it be and what position? Is that one highlighted or is it not? It's not highlighted. Where Who who, who read it? Who wrote it? Uh, well, Kevin. Oh, Petri- uh, Petri- that does sound like Kevin Petriella. Yeah, Petriella. <laughs> It kind of sounds like a like a like a question you'd ask in like third or fourth grade, but. Like, <laughs> Uh, but it sounds like a, a a Kevin question, actually. If you could, I mean, just since we're sports guys, I wanted to. I'll, we we can chop it real quick. Yeah. yeah. I'll go first. I've always said if I could pick any sport to be a pro in, it'd be golf, just because you make your own schedule. You can okay. live in Florida, choose where you live, so you're not in one city. Um, that I think golf is like super unique because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you have all this money and you can live wherever you want, that's amazing. Yeah. I'd have to go uh, baseball because that was the first sport that I ever played. Um, and I've always gravitated towards baseball. What position, Jeeves? What position? The second part uh, of the question. I always, I always played uh, shortstop. Okay. So I'd have to, I'd have to go to either shortstop or second base. Grounder. I see you, geez. That's where all the action is. That and first base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, because I don't want to feel deep thunder, but I was going to say baseball just because, you know, I'll, you know how I feel about baseball. Mm-hmm. Even though I love football and basketball, baseball, that, that guaranteed money and then just the opportunity to play so many games whatnot, I would probably be pitcher. Um, but I'm going to kind of go off the grid, something that I never played and I was not really too fond of. I do track and field. As you know, I've run from time to time now. I think that the mental toughness of somebody running around and around in a circle for a lot of times is, takes a lot of mental toughness. So um, I would probably be track and field, and I'd probably do maybe the, the 800 or something like that, which is like two laps. I don't, I don't see myself being a sprinter, but I could probably do long distance. So that'd be me. Uh, what was I gonna say, Duval? I thought you were gonna bring up your story about lying about being on the bobsled team or the Olympic team. See, no, no, I, I didn't want to go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But I, oh, I the point, the the point. Yeah, if you go back to some other podcast, Duval told that story quite a few times on how he faked his own uh, <laughs> Olympic aspirations. Um, I but in baseball to bring that up before I answer, I feel like you you get less and less athletic the higher you get into baseball because you don't have like and think about it by the time you get to the pros like you are playing a lot of games besides a pitcher that's pitching but like most of the time you're just standing there like you got speed outbursts like you know running here and there but it's not like 
I remember conditioning for baseball sometimes being not as tough as football, basketball, or anything like that. But man, like if you think about it now, like it's really like look think about the Ryan Howards of the world and uh what what's that yep. big dude, the panda, they called him the panda. Like you can be a bigger, bigger dude and just stand at first oh, base and Pablo Sandoval. Pa- Pablo <laughs> Sandoval, the panda, that's right. I mean Again, of course, I'm not saying they're all. I mean, David Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not saying you know, none of them, they're not athletic or that none of them work out and like are in fine shape and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have to do to me as much strenuous. It is a lot more mental. That game out. is that game is all is all skill based. Yeah, it's not a athleticism. Yeah. Like it's skill based, hand eye coordination. Yeah. It got to be crazy, yeah. especially at that level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's where I feel like you know, like you said, that baseball. But I'm gonna come out of left field. Of course, you can throw the footballs out there, all that. But if you had to do one, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Apollo Anton Ono, the speed skater <laughs> in the Winter Olympics. That shit is mesmerizing. You going around talking about going around circles. That was just. Yeah. I mean, you've got the danger of slicing your, your kneecaps open from the blades. You've seen people like get cut and all that stuff, and then just the craziness of the finishes where. All of a sudden, you're leading, and then you can get wiped out, and the fourth place person wins. And the speed cage, I just, I love that sport. I think it would have been cool, but obviously, you got to live in a certain area of the country or the world where you can go pop into a, a rink and all that stuff. And I, I remember reading, you gotta be out in like the Ukraine. Yeah, I remember Ooh. reading Apollo Antonino's biography he did, and you talk about like the mental toughness. And he was talking about training for the Olympics, and that's all just lower body, legs, and mentally trying to. You know, block people out and, and stay in the lanes and all that kind of stuff. And talk about how like most of the pain is all mental, and you can actually block that pain out if you can conquer that. As he was, you know, working out and everything. So to me, that would have been a cool, one. you know, just to think outside the box. Because like you said, we could yeah. say the footballs, the baseballs, the basketballs, all that. But I think speed skating, you get the Olympics. Though it's, you see a lot of heartbreak where you know they can be the best of the best, but then get wiped out and they don't get a gold medal. But yeah, that was that was always a cool and one of my favorite events. So that's not bad at all. And and the thing about it is, is you could try and be so good to where you could. And 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 I, again, I'm going into the weeds, but like you know, I kind of mentioned um, track and field, but also would love to do curling. So like, if you could be like a two sport yeah. person, where like, okay, yeah, you 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 do the speed skating, and then you might circle around and you know do or curling or whatever the case is, something like that. So, but yeah, that is, that is a good, yeah. real good. I do love how curling now is becoming like a little bit more mainstream, but it's still funny to see like when the Americans come up and they're like, yeah, yeah they were just uh, driving like eight years ago, they were driving a Budweiser truck and then they decided that they wanted to curl and in their off season, they do it. So they're like driving a Budweiser truck while also curling too. And they're in the fucking championship. So it's just, it's just funny how, like you said, and then you've got on the other side where people are, like, training. Obviously, I'm sure they're, like, doing deadlifts and, and, and squats and stuff for curling because I know it takes a lot of leg strength. Yeah. But still, yeah. they're not, they're not you know, n- doing the crazy stuff that a sprinter would do or, you know, anything like that, kind of, yeah. per se, the snowboarders or anything. So, but. And to, and to your point, I think the one thing that I enjoy about curling is because, like, a lot of the athletes, don't look 
that type of part. Like some of them, I've seen some that's got that are kind of chubby. That you got tall ones, you got short ones, and I think it's just all about whatever you're doing. And it's like, okay, this seems more reasonable for me to do. Like I could add everybody like you know, versus like speed skating. Like I mean, those cats be like. Probably go the the cheap man's answer, pepper jack cheese, um, would be it. But I I could also throw a smoked gouda up there as well. But if I gotta go one, I just say pepper jack. And I know that's not fancy, but it's just what came to my mind first. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine when I when I saw this one, um, Colby Jack, mm. Colby Jack. Jesus. Come, came to my mind because you get the mixture of the Monterey Jack and the American cheese in there. So and that can go on so many different food items and everything like that. So Colby Jack is me. Uh, I'm probably going to be the boring one, but I'm going to do American. <laughs> I mean, it always is. Sorry, sorry. Staple. The craft yeah. Singles? The craft Singles do yeah. both? Oh, man. Are the... You know, the sharp cheddar, like, you know, just, just regular. I can do the yellow cheese. It goes good in mac and cheese. It goes good on the sandwich. It goes every, everything. So I would just do the nice American. Yeah, I mean, if, because we're going one, it's got to be vers- It's got to be versatile. So, like, I got to go cheddar just because you can use cheddar on pretty much damn near everything. Like, okay. yeah. I was going to say maybe provolone, but. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I would say provolone would be like a close, you know, second, but I think cheddar's a little bit more versatile. Okay. All right. Yep. Fair enough. That was a good. That was a good array of questions there. So. Um. All right. Before we get out of here, pick them top ten. All favorites one. Travis two. Levi three. Eddie Hutto four. Caleb Smith five. Jacob Brea six. Caleb Davis seven. I'm eighth. Duvall's ninth. Brittany McKinney's 10th, Jeeves 13th, Logan 22nd. I know you dropped out of there a couple weeks ago after you missed a week or two or something. I, uh, I had missed too many weeks to where it wasn't going to matter. If I know I'm not winning, then I, it's all out the window. It's, uh, I was looking at it today. After 35 people signed up, I think there's a total of like 19 still picking. So that's about, all the way through? Yeah. Well, it takes missing like two or three weeks on accident and then you're like well i ain't winning it's three it's, it's three weeks because you get to drop two of your lowest scores yeah. and if after you miss three weeks if you go three goose eggs then you're probably it's going to be real tough to come yeah, back yeah. from that so mm. but all right anybody got any final thoughts no? all right logan i appreciate you sliding through on the zoom Absolutely. 
Glad you uh, caught the text and remember before you fell asleep <laughs> or uh, started the show. <laughs> I was on the couch watching the cap game, and uh, I saw I saw the call and the text, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> well, we were sitting here, and I was like, "Uh oh, maybe he got like that." You and you and Becca went out to dinner, or you like went with your boys yeah, to the been, bar or I something. Yeah, you, you see how bare this room is. We've been packing. Oh, been okay. Moving. Okay. But um, I was I had just sat on the couch, saw it, and I was like, "But happy I joined, though. Happy, yeah. happy I caught." Oh yeah, <laughs> all good, all good. I think I got to work next Tuesday, so we'll probably be off. But then we'll dive on and do a Super Bowl preview and Super Bowl picks and all that good stuff coming up, and then obviously draft talk and everything going into there. But let's see. Appreciate y'all stopping through and uh, Duval, man. How do we end the pod? Peace.